one thing I've noticed getting married is that my dating and engaged life is all a blur now. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it that well. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. Wow. Um, yeah, it was only like two years ago. When I think about the time when I, when my relationship kind of began with Angela, I actually don't think about that time when yeah. I first met her. Yeah, man. I actually think in my, in my head, even though it wasn't really this way, in my head, the time when I feel like I first really got to know her was on the honeymoon. Yeah. Okay, so this is a Facebook post that was back in, oh, I don't know, it was last year sometime. Um, it doesn't matter who posted it, that doesn't matter, but the, the content of what the person posted I thought was really interesting. I ended up talking uh, with Angela for a while about this, just kind of comparing how it struck us at the time. Okay. So I'd like to get your thoughts on it. All right. This, uh, this Facebook post says, All my single friends, today I had an awesome conversation with a female friend of mine. She told me she often feels like married friends don't open up to her about their struggles because they feel she can't relate. Um, Her heartfelt response reminded me of something. Before I got married and before I had a child, one of my best friends for life reminded me that just because I am going into a new phase does not make me more wise than a single person. I hear her wise words echo in my head often when I start, quote, married-splaining to someone. It is an amazing phase of life, but it doesn't make you mystically more aware than someone who is living life differently than you in singleness. Anyway, it made me want to send a hug to my single friends and then cue emojis. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. It. I want to get your thoughts before I okay. say what I think about it. Okay. Um. Well, typically my thoughts on the fly are pretty bad, pretty, pretty unput together. But I'll I'll see what I can, I can drum up here. I mean, he's it's basically saying that that your level of wisdom in life doesn't necessarily hinge on whether you're single or married. Yeah, it's kind of basically what it's saying. So just because you're married, that doesn't mean you're necessarily a wiser person. I would say. In case, I would say that um, I don't know how to speak on wisdom um, because I lack a lot of it, but I can speak on maturity. And I don't, and I think sometimes those go hand in hand. They don't have to always, I don't think. But maturity for 99% of people is going to be increased when you get married. I think that's probably pretty much, I mean, I know. I think there's a point at which that stops. Like, I mean, if you're single, if you've been single for 45 years and you're, you know, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of maturity to be gained just by ha- by having life experiences. And I think that you can, but that's like, that's not really the route. That's not really a, a lot of people don't really take that route. That's not something a lot of people do. So I, th- yeah. So I, I mean, I hesitate to say, I mean, you can't, there's always exceptions to the rule, but I think for the majority, uh, the majority of the, the population, I would say that maturity, um, you're gonna, you, you automatically gain a certain amount of maturity when you get married. I think so too. Bef- like that, you couldn't have possibly gotten being single unless you're f- 
you know, unless you've been single your whole life. That that's sort of my my thoughts in short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I mean, I get I get what this person was trying to say. I mean, she was trying to say, "Don't be condescending," because yeah. I think that I think that's what she was trying to communicate. Okay. But but yeah, if we're talking about life experience, if we're talking about the uh, potential for giving good advice, mm-hmm. if we're talking about uh, just a basic outlook on life, I think if you had a hundred people in the room. 50 of them are single and 50 of them are married. Age doesn't matter. Let's say they're all our age. Okay. 50 single people our age, 50 married people our age. Okay. I would think that the collective maturity and wisdom on the married side would be higher than on the single side. Okay. And that's not a bash on single people at all. No. That's just, it's just a natural effect that I think marriage has on a person. Yeah. I mean, I sucked as a, a single person. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's like, talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think. I mean, I and I, you know, I can't apply my experience to everyone because it certainly does not happen that way to everyone. I've known plenty of single people that were much more mature than I was when I was single. Um, but I think it's. I mean, I know, I, like, I can think of one example in particular right off the top of my head where, you know, there's, I know a single person who's, <clears throat> I think in their, in their, somewhere in their 30s, later 30s, and he, like, he's certainly not immature, but he still has, like, I don't know, he still says certain jokes or whatever that, that like, that I, as a, a married person, that, that I just, it just doesn't, it's something that I've sort of grown out of or just little mannerisms that, that you just can't have, you know, learned <clears throat> from being single, even though you are, you know, 35 or, or whatever. And you think that's something that that not even dating or engagement would get you? Oh, no. That's marriage Yeah, I would think so. I mean, when you... I mean, that's how it's been for both of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're living together while you're dating, then that... I think that you, you know, you're, you're basically married then. So, you know, you could learn those lessons then. Um, of course, we don't have, av- I mean, I'm not av- advocating that at all, but I think that just being in the constant companionship and presence of someone where you, you know, you wake up next to them, you go to sleep next to them. Um, having that sort of, and then you, I mean, you just are constantly learning how that other person acts and th- what those person needs and what that person you know, the things they don't like, the things they do like, um, teaches you a lot of lessons, um, you know, that you wouldn't get even dating someone. Cause when you're dating, you know, you just go back to your dorm room or whatever it is. So I think, I think for me, the big thing was when I was single, I think I just, so much of my personal life just revolved around me. So yeah. it was inherently selfish. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think of myself as a super selfish person, but just inherently, yeah, you it's could get away from it, yeah, uh, because there's not another person, yeah, that I'm sharing life with on yeah. that deep a level. So, the I mean, that was the big change for me. I mean, even in engagement, it's still the that that selfishness aspect didn't really start to fade until uh, day one of marriage. Really, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was it was a huge shift there, 
And obviously, of course, I still have selfish moments. I mean, sure. most of our, you know, stupid fights are just their stupid selfishness things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want, I want things to be one way. Uh, she'll want things to be another way yeah. and we got to duke it out. But, yeah. but it's much better than it used to be. Yeah. Um, like those, that's the, that selfish behavior or selfish desires yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if you're doing marriage right, you, you can't help but have to sort of divorce yourself from that. Because if you don't, you won't stay married long. Right. I mean, you, right. That'll be over with yeah. before yeah. you know it. Right. I'm still, I'm still a selfish person plenty of the time. Yeah. But at least, at least the lifestyle that I'm living makes selfishness less easy. It lends itself to, what would you say, sharing yourself or sharing your, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, whatever the opposite of selfishness is. There's... Unselfishness. There's a door that's... Uh, a little more open makes it easier yeah. to uh, counteract that. I yeah, guess. yeah. And that, in in the same way that this is not us, in the same way that I think, yeah, I think that uh, it's just the lifestyle that you live as a married person. It's not necessarily our holiness that's doing that. Right. It's just the fact. Okay, well, my wife needs to eat, so I have to make money to make her eat, let her eat. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to do that, and it's just—it's more. And I, well, this is sort of a good good way to lead into. I was going to ask you because, um, you know, seeing you growing up with you, and seeing you as a single person, and then seeing you as a married person, I really, I really didn't see a whole lot of difference. I mean, I, I, I don't know in terms of personality. In terms or? of well, in terms of everything. I mean, okay. you you seem, you seem to have the similar personality, but you also seem to. Have, I mean, you seem to sort of have just continued your trajectory of maturity without it. There was no, like, giant leap when you got married in anything. It just seemed like you just sort of, <clears throat> unlike me, where, you know, you and I have both talked about it, It's like marriage really, like, changed my life. And it seems that it didn't affect your, you as much. And I don't know if that's maybe because you're a little more private than I am or, or what that would be. But I was going to ask you, like, what... What are the changes that marriage has brought onto onto you as both your personality, you know, everything else that's involved? Yeah, it could be more internal. Um, there definitely have been changes. Here's here's one. Um, Angela, my wife, is a way more generous person than I am. She's really quick to give of her time of money. Mm -hmm. Um, if if someone needs something, she's right there. Yeah. And, uh, she doesn't give it a second thought. I'm not naturally that way. Hmm. And I think I'm still not naturally that way, but I have a good example now around me all the time. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's one change. Okay. So, uh, even something as simple as just balancing a budget during the month. Um, if it were just me and it used to be just me, um, I didn't have a line item for giving. Mm-hmm. in the budget. Yeah. Uh, but now we do. Wow. Because that's Angela's gift. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, I think she's starting to, and she's not trying to do this. It's yeah. just being around her. Mm-hmm. I think she's starting to kind of change my heart in that way. Wow. She's making me a slowly more generous person. Yeah. Um, and again, it doesn't, it doesn't come easily to me. I'm naturally a saver. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I come into money, my natural inclination is to is to put it away. Right. Um, her natural inclination is, is to, to is to give, give it from give her it all. Yeah. 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 Um. So hopefully, we're balancing each other out in that yeah. way. Wow. 
That's, uh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. <clears throat> I mean, I knew that she was a, a giver. She's always giving me food when I'm just walking around. She's like, here, eat this french fry that I yeah. made. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, um, I mean, we've, I, th- I think, I don't remember. I think I used to tithe before we got married, but I'm more intentional about it now. Yeah. And it's because of her. Yeah. Uh, she's making me more intentional wow. about it. Well, that's um, awesome. And just having a line item in the budget just for, uh, just for miscellaneous giving whenever it comes up. Yeah. Uh, not even bookmarking it at the time. We're going to put it towards this. Mm-hmm. Just having a small amount set aside. That you can... That's not something I ever would have thought to do on right. my own. I, right. That never would have come into my head. Yeah. Um, wow. But it seems like it's 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 a good thing to do. Yeah. So definitely. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. <clears throat> You know, we, you and I have talked about, like, I, I remember having a conversation with a good friend of mine, Josh Stevens, like, like not even two weeks after we gotten married. And he made the comment that, like, 14 days into our marriage, he was like, dude, you seem way more chill. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and he said that, and I was like, wow, I am more chill, like. Before it was like everything was like it is like setting a match to gasoline, everything good and bad. I mean, I would get super pumped and like that was a great thing. And I would, you know, I was that kind of friend that, you know, you could always rely on having a good time with and stuff. Um, But then on the other hand, it was the same way on the other end of it. It was like anything bad that happened was like putting a match to gasoline and it would just sort of ignite me really quickly. So more emotionally volatile? Yeah, Yeah, hugely. And, um, and I, you know, we, Reagan and I dated, and I mean, I want to talk a little bit, I want to talk how, you know, we met our, our spouses and like talk about that whole thing and how yeah. long we dated and that sort of stuff. But so I guess we dated for about two years, um, and we're engaged for like two months. Um, and then we got married and it wasn't until we got married that like, I started to realize like, okay, this drama is unnecessary. I need to cut it out. Um, and then it just started happening. I mean, she, she's not like to give you a good example. Um, I've talked to you about how, like, if I ever did something good, like if I got up at, you know, if I woke up at four thirty and couldn't go back to sleep and I decided to go read my Bible outside and be all, you know, Pinteresty about it, I would like tell everybody or like, I would at least tell some people. Mm-hmm. Like people that were, you know, close friends would be like, man, I had this awesome Bible study at 4.30. And that was just to get some sort of reaction out of it. It wasn't because I wanted to have a quiet time at 4.30. It was just, I did it so that I could have it as a story to tell, you know. And that that's, and now, and then once I married her and I started realizing how stupid <laughs> that was, um, I stopped doing that, you know, and that's, and I sort of was able to have more of a control over my emotions in that sense. Did that happen from a conversation that y'all had? Like, did she call you out, or was it just that she had a good example and you noticed it? Not had, but was. Okay. Because, like, she would go on, um, she had these things called aesthetic adventures. Okay. Because, uh, you know, she was an art major, so she was, like, having to have, like, a constant stream of inspiration. So she had like this road, the special road that she'd always go down and she'd always have her windows down and she'd always play certain music and she called it her aesthetic adventures. And she would like, she, I, like I remember I would like text her and she wouldn't text back, um, you know, for a few hours. Um, 
and then we would get together later that night and I wouldn't, you know, we would be talking or whatever. And then like two weeks later, she'd be like, oh, well, that day, I, you know, I was, she would tell me about her aesthetic adventure like two weeks later. And she was, what she was doing was like internally processing it and she was doing it for her sake, for her mm -hmm. own self. She wasn't doing it because she wanted to tell me about it or her mom about it or whatever. She was doing it simply because she needed it and wanted it. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, like that's really cool. Um, and I, and so like, I guess that, that experience happened whenever we were dating, but I didn't really see it day to day until we were married. Um, you know, like if I had loaded the dishwasher for her, you know, I would be like, Hey, I loaded the dishwasher for you. And that, that sort of whole thing sort of went away once we, after a while, after we got married. Um, and I feel like that, that really puts a shout, that makes it look like the difference she's had on my life has been shallow and small and insignificant, but that's, that's not huge. a small thing. That's a, that's a big deal. Like, I mean, especially for, I think you and I are both kind of words of affirmation people. Um, we both get a lot out of mm -hmm. positive feedback. Wow. Um, so, I mean, for anyone like that, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, because you, you want that affirmation. Wow. You, you want to, you want to know that you're doing good. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a really yeah. profound change. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of another good example of how profound this change has been, but, um, yeah, I mean, for me, marriage has been the best thing, I mean, ever. I could never have imagined, um, what marriage, <clears throat> how it would impact me, the blessings I would reap from it, the challenges that I would face and the challenges that I would overcome. Um, I mean, it's not easy, like... I mean, we had a fight last night because, and it was all because of my, my sin problems, you know, um, and I'm constantly having to fight them and we're constantly having to fight because of them, because of, you know, each of us has our own sin problems. And so like, it's definitely not easy, but it's, um, it's a redeeming act for sure. Um, and I had no clue, like I didn't even, um, uh, I wrote this down on my, in my notes, but like, when I when we got married, um, we we had such a short engagement. Um, like our engagement was two months. We got married. We got engaged middle of March, April May. Yeah, and we got married middle of May. Um, and it was sim simply because we wanted to have sex. We were like, we can't do it anymore, and I'm we're tired of messing around. So let's just get married and have it out. You know and. Like that was our only, only reason. People would be like, "Why are you? Why is your engagement?" And we would just say it. We'd be like, "We just want to have sex," and people would be like, "Oh my gosh!" But yeah, I mean, that's that's why we did it. Um, and and like, we really took that verse in. I guess it's Colossians, Corinthians, something where Paul says like, "If you burn with passion, then you should get married." It's Corinthians, we, I think. Yeah, yeah, we took it very yeah. literally. It's um, better to be married yeah. than to burn with passion. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're glad we did it. Um, and not because like sex is like Hollywood, like we thought it was going to be, but because of all the changes and the things that have happened that I just mentioned, you know, it's just huge. We're hugely better people because of it. Um, there's a book, I think of the last episode we talked about John Eldridge, a book that he had written. Yeah. There's another book that he's written called Love and War. Okay. And he talks about how marriage is like. I, he, I think he calls it like a divine workshop or something like that. Okay. And the idea is God lures you in 
Oh yeah, you with, told uh, me about this. with stuff like sex. He he, you know, sneaks you in, and then once he's got you, yeah, then he's like, "All right, let's get to work," and yeah. he starts working on you yeah. in ways that you wouldn't have been able to be worked on before. So. Is that the verse that you talked about where you where he says something like, um, "Be holy as I am holy," or something? Some maybe it's an Old Testament passage. Where yeah, I think that was in there. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, you'll be holy." Yeah, it's not like a command; it's like an inevitability. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you will be holy." <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. It, that's a good way to put it, man. Yeah, I mean, it fits perfectly. Um, I'm a big I, fan of John Eldridge. He's yeah. got a lot of good stuff out there. I like, I like, I like, I like it when someone presents a verse to me that is not the normal way to present it. I'm trying that ran. I ran across something like that recently, and I can't, I can't remember what it was. But if I think about it, I'll mention it. But it's just like it when you put a tone of voice. Yeah, because we read it just straight. So like, yeah, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Right. But it was spoken. Yeah. Um, and there was there was power in yeah. that. So yeah. Um. So I want to hear your your journey from singlehood to marriage. Wow. I mean, like, let's not get crazy with it, but, you know, just your general, how you met her, how you decided, you know, that she was the girl. And then I'd like to be able to say the same thing. Yeah, okay. All right, well, do you want to do just, like, my whole story and then your whole story? Yeah, or that's do you want to go back and forth no, on the different no, parts? because we'll get lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, let's see. November 2nd, uh, 2014. I remember that because I found out later that it was Angela's birthday was the day we met. Wow. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, don't expect me to be bringing dates out. That's, that's the only date I'm going to say is that one. That's the only, I, I can only remember that one because it's her birthday. Um, so... My roommate and I used to have um, fellow college students over for Sunday lunch. Um, we had a very creative title for it, Sunday lunch. <laughs> right after church, uh, we would get together. Not everybody who went to our church, just different friends. We'd all just kind of congregate. Okay. We just had an open door, whoever wants to show up. Um, well, I've, I've heard the story two different ways. I've heard two different people take credit for this. Okay. Um, but some somebody brought Angela along with them. For the purpose of meeting you? No, just oh. for the purpose of okay. hanging out. Okay. I don't know how this happened. Looking back, I think it's a God thing. But we had a lot of the same mutual friends at this small college we went to, but we never, uh, we never, well, we did meet once, welcome week, of like freshman year. Okay. So like in the first week, I remember meeting her, but yeah. we didn't cross paths again, right. which is really weird um, because we were hanging out with all the same people yeah. once we compared notes later. Wow. We were like, how did we not <laughs> ever interact? It's yeah. just kind of weird how that happened. Okay. I think it, I think it was a God thing. Yeah, because anyway, it's not a whole lot of people in Union in the first place. No, and it's not that big a place either. And then when you have, when you start combining friends, it's yeah. like your list starts to get really close. Yeah. So oh, wow. for like a year and a half... Um, <clears throat> We didn't... No, we, hide nor hair. Yeah. Um, so we met uh, on her birthday, 2014. Um, I think we started dating in January. Um, I remember that. See. I remember when you told me that. Yeah. It was during uh, January term. So you have classes that are uh, more condensed. Yeah. Just a couple classes. So... What that means is that there is a little extra free time. So mm -hmm. we were just hanging out a lot, just as friends. 
Um, and then one day she like just asked me like, why are you hanging out with me so much? Wow. And I was like, okay, uh, it's either now or never. Yeah. So I just told her, Hey, I'm really interested in you. And, uh, it, she, she, her response was just silence. She yeah. didn't say anything. Yeah. I found out later, uh, that that's a good thing Yeah. because she's internalizing, uh-huh. but at the time it was horrible oh, yeah. just sitting there Yeah, man. and just, you can just feel the seconds <laughs> turning into what feels hours. Like hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it took about a week for her to get back to me, if my memory is correct. Oh my gosh. I, I, it may have only been a couple of days, but it feels like it was a week. Okay. Um, and, uh, she had never dated anyone before. So that's why it was so scary for her. Huge step. I hadn't either. Neither yeah. of us had ever dated. Um, and so, uh, she got back to me and said that, uh, after praying about it for a while, uh, she wanted to try it. Wow. So we've been trying it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. We started dating in January. I don't remember when we first got engaged, but there's quite a story in the engagement process yeah. we could get into. Yeah. Um, that was a lot. That was a lot. There were a lot of ups and downs there. That was a dark period. Oh, gosh. That was probably the hardest time of my life so far. Yeah. Um, Running the marathon was still the hardest thing physically, but <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I don't ever want to become unengaged again. I know, that was man. horrible. So the, the long and short of it, we can get into the details of it, but the, the basic was um, we were just, uh, we, we weren't on the same page as to when we wanted to get married. Okay. And we didn't realize that until after we were already engaged. Okay. There was just miscommunication up until that point. Wow. Um, and Which is odd because both of you communicate well. I mean, you you've always been straightforward. Yeah, we didn't and realize. She's straightforward. Well, she's more straightforward now than she used to be. Okay. Um, <clears throat> That's true. She come. She grew up in Indonesia. Yeah. And in Indonesia, um, people just aren't as direct okay. as they are here. Yeah. Um, and so it's more than just. I mean, it is partly just the the family environment she grew up in. Um, just kind of a, a less direct conversational style. Yeah, I grew up with that too. But, yeah, so we could talk about that. Yeah. But it's also, like, it's not even just the family. It's just the whole environment she grew up in. Right, wow. Um, so she has become a lot more direct, um, but it, it wasn't that way starting okay. out. Okay. And so looking back, I can see the signs that things were moving too quickly. Okay. But at the time, I had no idea. I see. Like, there was nothing I could have done differently based on the information I knew at the time. Yeah. Um, and she said yes. Yeah. Uh, when we got engaged. Right. Um, but then afterwards... It didn't uh, feel right. The, the fights were getting harder. It just felt weird. Yeah. Uh, it was like something had changed that shouldn't have changed yet. I, huh. It's almost hard to describe. Yeah. Um, and it it felt like we were about to break up. Yeah. It was just, the tension was just so, was just so weird. Um, so it, I thought about it for a while. I talked to people who are much wiser than I am. Um, and uh, at some point, I decided that the best thing to do would be to take the ring back, uh, no longer be engaged, not breaking up with her, but giving her kind of space mm-hmm. to... Uh, get ready for the next step on yeah. her own, on her own terms okay. without pressure from me. Yeah. 
I wasn't trying to pressure her, but it just kind of happened anyway. Yeah. So um, you we, found out when, because that's quite a revelation to realize that in, in t- unintentionally you were pressuring her. It was horrible. Yeah. How did, was, did she tell you that or did you realize? No, no. This was all, I had to figure all this out on my own. Okay. Again, uh, our conversations are, are way more direct than they used to be. Yeah. I had to figure all this out. Okay. This was no fault of hers. It was just, it was just, we didn't know how to communicate properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all this stuff had to be negotiated, and this is not something that can be done indirectly. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just had to kind of figure this out on my own, and uh, and emotionally, it was it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, because I knew without a doubt that I wanted to marry this person. Okay. Um, and to realize after engagement that uh, she didn't feel that way. Yeah. Again, this wasn't. I don't put any blame of you know on her. No. We all have to discover this stuff in our own time. Yeah. And everybody figures this stuff out at a different speed. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone knows right away, you know, as soon as they see someone, whether it's love at first sight. Sometimes yeah. it is, sometimes it isn't. Right. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's love in three months, sometimes it's love in three years. <laughs> yeah. um, so we just had to figure out what our speed was going to be. Okay. And it was, a, it was a back and forth to figure that out. <clears throat> Thankfully, um, she had a sort of study abroad type of thing that took her to a different city. Mm-hmm. So that actually gave us a much needed space during that time, during our 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 re unengaged time, yeah, the dark period. Yeah, yeah, the dark period. Um, so during that time, we were we were we didn't see each other for uh, at least a month. Yeah, I, it may have been longer, but I don't think it was. It felt longer. Um, so I was just waiting, uh, just waiting. We emailed some, uh, but we didn't see each other. Uh, at the end of the month, I, uh, I went to, uh, the other city and, uh, and played a song for her that I had, uh, written for her Mm -hmm. basically about how, um, you know, don't give up on us. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still believe that this can work out something like that. Um, it was like the best song I could possibly write. But it was super, like, super cheesy. Right. And, um, and I played it for her, and, uh, and then I went back, and that was basically it. And at some point, I don't remember, uh, it's all kind of blurring together. At some point, uh, we realized that we were both on the same page. Wow. And then we became uh, reengaged again. The first time, um, I had this whole thing planned out with the scavenger hunt. And uh, all of this stuff yeah. that I thought was super cool. <clears throat> the second time around, I thought, "There's no point." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> don't go through all that effort. Engaged. So once we both realized we were on the same page, uh, I think it was in like the kitchen of our church. Mm-hmm. I just got down on one knee, just like yeah. that, and yeah. you know, we had already done it once before. Yeah. So it was just it was just fun at this point. Yeah. Um, and I could feel a huge difference. Wow. There was there was way more peace the second time around. Okay. Um, we got married in 2017 after altogether 18 months of engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes both both periods yeah. of engagement. So okay. altogether, I just kind of well, let's just that count the first head. one. Let's just count the first one. I don't remember. Uh, it's probably close to a year. Probably. I know the second time was shorter. Yeah. 
Oh, the second time was shorter? You were engaged for a shorter amount of time? May have been almost the same. Oh, wow. I don't think the second time we were engaged was longer. Okay. I don't think so. Wow. But again, I'm combining this all in yeah. my head. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to remember. Yeah. Here's, here's something interesting. This, not to get too far off topic. One thing I've noticed getting married is that my dating and engaged life is all a blur now. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it that well. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. Wow. Um, yeah, it was only like two years ago. When I think about the time when I, when my relationship kind of began with Angela, I actually don't think about that time when yeah. I first met her. Yeah, man. I actually think in my, in my head, even though it wasn't really this way, in my head, the time when I feel like I first really got to know her was on the honeymoon. Yeah. That's when, like, that's when there's no fog at yeah. that point. Yeah. From then on is the phase of life that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. And everything before then is just kind of like a weird, hazy, half-remembered dream almost. Yeah, and you don't think of it. You, you never think, like, when you're in it, it's like, this is, this is life or death. Yeah. You, I mean, you think this is, this is all life has been leading up to almost. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I think in a different respect. I mean, let's go ahead and you go ahead and finish. Are you finished with your your journey? Uh, I think so. Uh, just in terms of sequence of events, you got married. Uh, it we was got awesome. married in May of 2017. Um, her parents uh, really wanted her to finish college first, mm-hmm. um, so we got married the next day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like the next morning, she yeah. graduated, and then the next morning we got yeah. married. Um, it was almost a sunrise wedding. It was like it. Oh, I don't know. You might remember the time better than I do. 7, 7.30, something yeah. like that. It yeah. was a very uh, small ceremony. Um, and then... We went to Alaska. We went to Alaska for our honeymoon. And I would highly recommend for anybody who is engaged or about to be married, if you have a choice between putting money in the wedding or putting money in the honeymoon, <laughs> honeymoon every time. <laughs> uh, reason being... Again, I don't remember the wedding that much. Yeah, man. It's all kind of a blur. Okay. Um, we even tried all the tips that they say to help you remember the wedding better. Yeah. And I still, I mean, I remember it happening, but it's it's all a blur. Yeah. The honeymoon was, all the stress was over mm-hmm. on the honeymoon. Uh, the, the stress of school, we could kind of let that fall away yeah. during the honeymoon. That was still on us right after graduation. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good tip, and I and I, I'm gonna try and comment. Well, yeah. So, um, we had I, we I guess I'll just say we don't remember our wedding day either. Um, and um, and it was always weird for me to, and I didn't really like my wedding. I mean, and the reason I didn't like it is because I was trying to please everybody. Mm. Like, here's a prime example um (laughs) and i hope you laugh because this is the height of my stupidity but um an aunt some aunt told me that you know when she comes down the aisle you have to cry she told me this oh my gosh and i was like i'm gonna cry so i cried i mean i made myself cry when she came and everybody i can remember after the wedding everybody was like oh you cried you cried when she came down and i was like yeah because i was supposed to right and I and I was like I made myself cry and that was so insincere. I wish that was that's if there's anything I would change that would be it. Mm. Um, so wow, 
Yeah, and so like I mean that's just that almost explain. I mean that almost you can go ahead and just the whole wedding was sort of that along those veins of okay, I want to have you know I want to have this because of it would mean this to this person and. If it makes you feel any better as a as a participant as a groomsman, I didn't get that feeling. I so. heard some people. So a lot of people said it was like a great day. Like they loved it. I mean, one one person, you know, made the comment that it was like just a, a glimpse of what heaven would be like. And I think for I mean I think for it did its purpose. I guess a lot of people you know really enjoyed it, and it was it was yeah. great for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, so. Um, it, you know, we don't rem- we don't remember it that well, and we didn't really enjoy it. And so, when people always said, when it, you know, you hear coupled people, uh, married people saying things like, "Getting married to you was the best day of my life." Um, until re- I, I wouldn't have agreed with that until recently. Okay. Um, and recently, uh, and this is just sort of a story um, that, and I want to get back to where how me and Reagan started, but. Um, Recently, we hadn't listened to the song She Walked Down the Aisle to. We hadn't listened to that for three years. I, I guess it's about oh. three years now. We hadn't, and it wasn't on purpose. It just got hidden away in the file somewhere. Uh, and we rediscovered it the other day, and we were driving, um, and we listened to it together. And we realized, just sort of with that, with that song that came on, we realized how... Um, how great of a decision it was to get married um and how it has you know it has been the most the the greatest blessing and the best thing that's ever happened to each of us and so we so now i would agree like getting married to you was the happiest day of my life even though it wasn't really happy it was certainly the best day of my life it was the best yeah Yeah. because it was the best decision i ever made i'll never make a decision as good as that ever Hmm. um so there's that um so anyways um we Reagan and I met uh, week one of school, uh, and had similar friends. We had she was living in a dorm room uh, that had the same friends as my dorm roommates. So uh, all of our roommates would all hang together, and then we would just sort of tag along with them. And then it's funny, all of our roommates, every single all, be a total of six, all of them joined fraternities or sororities and then we were the only two left (laughs) so then at that point we just sort of you know started hanging out um we hung out as friends for a year uh well just about a year i had some uh i had some stupid relationships that i had to get out of my system um but uh we we started dating in august i guess of 2014 and we dated until March of 2016. So I don't know what that is, a year and a half, I mm-hmm. guess-ish. Um, and <clears throat> the second half of that dating period was uh, this, the, the dark period of our lives. Um, and again, it was all because of my sin issues. Um, more specifically, it was hard for me to give grace, uh, just sort of as an, yeah, my my ability to extend grace was not there, um, and it caused a lot of issues with our relationships. We basically fought every day uh, for about six months. <clears throat> this was junior year. This was junior year, so it would have been in the year of 2015. That was uh, around the time that the dark period for me also was something yeah. about junior year. Man, yeah, is, <laughs> is rough. 
<laughs> yeah, it was almost exactly six months. It was June, or um, the the dark period for us happened um, on the some somewhere around June of 2015, and it ended. It was there was like a start and an end day. I don't remember the dates, but the second the the end date was uh, at this wedding we went to of her family's. Uh, one of her cousins or something got yeah, married. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. And it just, everything, the Lord just washed all of my guilt away, basically. Um, and it was After just, going to this other wedding? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I guess going to that wedding made me realize that I wanted to marry her in some ways. Um, and I haven't thought enough about it. That just sort of came into my head. Sure. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we had a really, really, really hard time. Um, we actually broke up once uh, for a day. <laughs> um, <laughs> for a day? Yeah. <laughs> It was just it was just absolutely the most dramatic thing that I've ever done. I mean, for six months, every single day was a drama fest. Um, and uh, we were just lucky to get out of it. <clears throat> um, so then going into uh, 2016, I knew that, like, look, man, you better nail this down or, or it's going to go away. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to we're just going to get engaged. Uh, and then get married as soon as possible, basically. And uh, let me bookmark this real quick. Okay. Keep with your story. Yeah. At some point, I want to talk about any anyone who is listening who doesn't, uh, who do, who had who didn't see the story from the perspective that I had would probably be wondering if you fought that much, why on earth would yeah. you get married? Yeah. I like why would you not? just find someone that you don't fight yeah. as much with. Yeah. So at some point, we got to talk about that. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. Um, well, that's a really great question. Um, and I'll just finish my story by saying we got engaged. I don't know what the day was, sometime in March. Um, and and then got married in May, almost exactly two months later. Um, and, <clears throat> and, th- and then since then, we've just been working on it. I don't think... One thing that's different is our period of uh, no fog didn't happen during the honeymoon or, like, right during our... I mean, we when we got married, we got married on Saturday, and I started working on Monday. Um, wow. I was working as a as basically a mud boy yeah, for a carpentry that. company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was there. We were there. We, we both started work on Monday. Yeah, y'all's honeymoon was delayed. Yeah, it we was... waited. Um, some people told us to do that because, like, we would have worked sex out or whatever uh which isn't the case at all but um you know either way i think our honeymoon would have been the same either way we were both we were both didn't know who each other were still at that honeymoon and it wouldn't have been any different if we'd done it right after we got married yeah um we'd like to go on another honeymoon (laughs) because we now i feel like we know each other a lot better now and it would be great yeah um after being married for almost i guess three years almost now so Anyway, um, and I wanted to talk about this, is um, I really had no idea that she was supposed to be my wife. I mean, I, don't, I did not have that same confidence that you did regarding Angela. During, during dating During period? dating okay. and engagement. In fact, I didn't know what I was doing that day when we got married. Um, and it just so happens that I'm lucky enough that it was Reagan. I mean, I've told told you, like, I would have married the first person that said yes. I mean, if I'd have gone around on one knee asking women to marry me and the first person that said yes, I would have done it. 
I mean, just about. <laughs> like that's that's over dramatic, but uh, it's. I mean, I had the same same sort of mentality. Um, well, that's Providence because she's perfect for dude, you. Dude, I know, man. I don't, and it was, and yeah, like a lot of people were giving me advice. Uh, too many people. I was asking too many. That was another thing. I was asking too many people for advice. Okay. When we were going through our dark period, um, asking my parents, asking even her parents. I was asking random people that were older than me, like it, like even people that worked at that I served when I was a server at Olive Garden. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, asking everyone, please just give me an answer. Um, and almost all of them, like, just pointed to, like, okay, if you're having this much of an issue dating, then, like, getting married is not the best idea. Um, I'm really, really glad that I didn't listen to their advice. Um, because, I mean, like you said, she's perfect for me um, in more ways than one. But uh, I don't know if I've told you this. But there was there was one point during Elle's dark period when I was studying in uh, the coffee shop, and Reagan was there, and I I knew most I didn't know everything that was going on but mm-hmm. I knew most of it yeah and uh, and I I sat down with her and just I I basically just told her that I was you know praying for you guys, and I told her I said for what it's worth I um you know I've I've seen every other person that he's dated. And I know him better than almost anybody. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that you and Reagan had just started dating, I thought in that moment, that's it. That she's she's yeah. the right one. Wow, that's that's perfect. Wow. Um, it could not be a better fit. Wow. And I told her that, hoping that it would encourage her. Yeah. And I don't know if it did or not, because yeah. I mean, it, you know, you have ups and downs every day. But yeah. Um, but I uh, you saw I it. had my fingers crossed the yeah. whole time for you guys. So <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. that. I should have just asked you for advice and just left it there. <laughs> I don't think I ever said anything. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I, I guess, you know, if I were to give advice to an unmarried person, a single person, or an engaged person, the only thing that matters, I think, in the end, is commitment. Like... Like, I, I, I knew Reagan was committed, and I knew I was committed. And, I like, I didn't know if we were supposed I didn't know if she was the one. I um, But if you can find, like, if you are asking yourself, like, is she the one, is he the one, you need to know, like, you need to know that you're, that you, that you're committed. Um, I would, and, like, that's hard to put your finger on when you're, before you really know who you are. Um because now I know that I'm committed, and I guess I, I really I didn't know to that measure that I was committed back then before we got married. But, I was, but I'm pretty sure that, like, I knew that neither of us were just going to let it go hmm. if it got hard, you know? Um, and so I guess that would be my advice. Like, yeah, we fought a lot when we were dating and engaged and, like, it was really hard, and I and I certainly didn't have any sort of confidence going into marriage, which is not the advice you want to get. like. It's not typical advice. Yeah. Um. And part of it is just providence and luck, you know, that it was Reagan. But if you're committed, you can make it work. I think. Like if you know that you're just gonna if you're gonna work your tail off to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And not even that, even just being stubborn enough not to. You know, so 
Yeah, I as struggle. As long as you have a- enough of a foundation to start with. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Like, if you if you have if you have an anchor to fall back to, like we both believe in the Bible or something like that. Okay. As long as there's some kind of foundation yeah. like that. Okay. Um, a That's lot good. of the other little stuff can work itself out. Yeah. Yeah. If you were going to, if somebody came up to you, if I came up to you and I was unmarried and I said, um, yeah, just, ba- yeah, what would you, what was the advice that you would give? Uh, in, in what situation? For someone that's unmarried. I guess single wouldn't really count at this point, but like if they're engaged or they're thinking about getting engaged and you want to, and that person's asking for advice. Just general advice, anything? Maybe more like, should I get married? What do you say? And they're already engaged? Or they're thinking about getting engaged? Or they're thinking about getting engaged. Would the answer be different? Possibly. Wow. Maybe. Well, I mean, if you've already promised to get married. Um, so you should just stick it out? Because I had uh, one person in particular that had um, been engaged and then unengaged, and then they didn't get back. Well, yeah. And then so he, so his, so speaking from his experience, it was a good thing that he didn't get married to that person that he was engaged to. Here's the problem. The problem is, and this isn't saying one way or the other. This yeah. is just talking out loud. Okay. The, the problem is that once you go from dating to engaged, you can't help but let your heart become more connected with the person as though on some level you were already married to them. Like, okay. I get that you're not, I get that, like, especially if you're not sleeping together, right. you're still, there's still so much of your heart that hasn't connected with the person, mm-hmm. but, but emotionally in your head, you know, you're going to be. Okay. So there's, I don't know. I, I just, that, that seems kind of dangerous to me to, to, uh, to, I would, I would, I would not lightly give advice to not get married after engagement because of that. Okay. Um, I mean, both, both parties would have to be, would have to know pretty clearly that this is, that we made a mistake. We shouldn't do this. Okay. Um, if, if one, if one party feels like they should and the other feels like they shouldn't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't even dare to give advice at all, but (laughs) yeah. I, yeah, I would especially hesitate to say don't do it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, both of us are still young, so yeah. young, and yeah. we're green, green. Yeah. So, like, you know, all this is entirely, don't even pay attention to it <laughs> in terms of advice. But I, I do think it's interesting because until recently, I never, like, I, I didn't have an answer for someone who ever asked me advice. And I did have some people ask me for advice after I got married. And I basically said, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I don't want to be somebody to influence your decision and have no idea what I'm talking about. But at this point, I, the the only answer that I can come up with is the commitment thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, this is just one more, like, I guess it's one more reason to just be thankful that the Lord gave me Reagan because if it had been anybody else, it would be a bad situation. I mean, maybe not anybody else, but most everybody else, you know. Um, but, yeah, but Reagan compliments me on, on like, a, a, a huge amount of ways that 
and plus just the fact that she's committed, utterly committed. She's, yeah. She knows, like, this, you know, she's in it forever. How early, I know she's not here, but but how, how early did she know that she wanted to marry you? Uh, she tells me from day one. Okay. Like, she tells a story of me walking in to the dorm room. She was hanging out with her roommates in my room, and when we met, she, I kind of, I walked in the door, and I guess some way that I walked in, well, I, I, th- I don't care, I get confused, because I think she thought I was cocky. Okay. And then later, she realized, I don't know, some way, it was really early, like, <laughs> uh, really early, she thought that, I, she told me, I think from day one, I was on her could marry list. <laughs> the could marry <laughs> list. I guess that's better than being on the note list. <laughs> yeah. I remember we, um, at some point in college, this was before y'all started dating, you, me, and then another friend of hers went to her house to surprise her, yeah. just to, you know, hang out. This was before y'all were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't heard anything about anyone being interested in anybody at that point. Oh, really? So I just thought it was just a fun hangout yeah. time. No way, man. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I was I was happy. I didn't road trip. <laughs> so uh, we got there, and I remember we all uh, surprised her one after another. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I was the last one. And I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, she's, like, way more happy to see Macklin than she is me. Like, <laughs> oh, you what's, thought that? what's that about? <laughs> I, I don't... Were you the last one, or was I the last one? I can't remember. I don't remember. I yeah. think I was the last okay. one, but and, maybe not. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I, I was just, like, around the corner. Yeah. And then when she came around, like, to see if anyone else was there, yeah. like, I was the last one. Yeah. I think the other friend went first or something like that. Yeah, I like think that, so, too. But, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. She was so... She was so excited. Um, and that was another reason, and this was before we were, this was freshman year. A quick little story about that was we were um, going to the Cardinal Ball. Have you heard this story? I don't know. <laughs> but not together. Okay. My roommate took her. Okay. Um, and I took this other chick. And, um, and <laughs> I, had, uh, I had spent all day setting up our dinner date. All right. Like we were going together, so it was all four of us. We were in my roommate's car <clears throat> driving to the location. And this location is the absolute most romantic place in the city of Jackson. Okay, you've been there. It's the it's the abandoned warehouse. <laughs> Have I told you this story? Yeah, that just okay. sounds so romantic when you hear it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're a college student, it's very romantic. <laughs> yeah, for a college student. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I had set up Christmas lights from the rafters. I climbed up, risked life and limb. I had set up Christmas lights, saying dangled down to the very center of the table. I had set up two sawhorses, a whole tablecloth over some wood, four stools. Um, I had ordered Olive Garden for everybody, um, like the works, like lanterns and everything, man. And, it, you know, the sun was just going down, and we... Uh, and I don't tell anybody I'm doing this. So I'm like giving directions to my roommate how to get there. And he pulls around the corner into this warehouse. And I can remember Reagan, well, my my date was thoroughly unimpressed. Okay. Like, oh, this is nice. Reagan, on the other hand, sitting up front with my roommate was like, be over the moon. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe you did all this, Macklin. You, you know, this is such so romantic and blah 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 blah. And I was like, man, I should have taken her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was this was way, way, way before we had started dating. 
Yeah. Um, but I guess that was sort of what sparked my interest in her. But so that's just a funny story of uh, how excited excited Reagan gets. That's great. About things. So. Yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. That's that's something. I was like, man, can we switch seats? Because I want to take her. Because <laughs> she's way cooler. But that was fun. So I've got um, I've got some some advice that I wrote down for engaged couples. After okay. you asked, you know, do you have any advice? Yeah. But this is all assuming that they're going to get married. Okay. So this is like either just getting married or while you're engaged. Okay. Before the first year of marriage. Um, and it's just a few things. Okay. But I think it's okay advice. All right. Um, learn uh, how to fight well. Yeah, I have that down too. The point, I wrote down, the point is not to fight. The point is to fight well. Like you're going to fight. Yeah. So you might as well learn the rules of engagement. Of fighting. Yeah. Learn mm-hmm. learn what cards not to play. Yeah. Learn what are low blows and okay. learn how to avoid those. Okay. Because um, there's always low blows that you could throw in. Yeah. There's always, you know, past stuff you could throw into the mix. But, right. Um, here's another one. Okay. Don't think that it's a bad thing to structure time together. Like to plan it out and yeah. to be cheesy about it. Right. Because it's it's it was really easy for Angela and I to spend time together in college. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I realize it's because we had more time. Yeah. Um, so. And yeah. Well, I was going to say, I almost said, and she's just across the street. And then I realized <laughs> she lives with you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, she, she's, she lives a little closer <laughs> than that now, but, uh, but it's not a bad thing to have to have a set time. Like Angela and I, we, we always have breakfast together now. Mm-hmm. We didn't used to do that. It used to be like um, while you were married. Or while you were while dating? We're, well, no, I'm just thinking married now. Okay. Um, it used to be during the first year of marriage. I think we had a lot of lunches together. Now it's transitioned more to uh, breakfast time. Mm-hmm. So after my sort of morning ritual, we talked about that in another episode, yeah. how I go for my you know morning walk and just have kind of quiet time alone. And then I come back and uh, we have breakfast together. Yeah. Sometimes I cook, sometimes she cooks. Um, it just kind of depends on what the meal is. Yeah. I like to let her cook cause she's so good at it. Yeah. She's a much better cook than yeah, I am. Exactly. My, my experience kind of ends with eggs. I can make scrambled <laughs> eggs and omelets and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I have to use a blender. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I did Your list is shorter than hers. Of what we, of cooking, what I can cook. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the problem is if I try new stuff it's automatically going to flop. Mm. I have to try it like three times before it's good. She can get it right the first yeah. time. So, I'm kind of, we're opposite. Uh, Reagan's got a pretty small, well, it's gradually getting bigger. She has a few staples that she cooks a lot, and they're very simple usually, um, which which is great. I, I, I'm a pretty good cook. I can sort of figure out which, which flavors taste together well and stuff like that, but I never cook, so I don't really get to do, use it a whole lot, but... Well, of the four of us in the house, well, I guess five or six of us in the house now. Depending on what you count. Yeah. I uh, I am by far the worst out of all the cooks. <laughs> so anyway, I I have here, don't think that it's a bad thing to structure time together. Okay. That doesn't mean that, that something's really wrong with yeah. the relationship. Okay. It just means it's a season of life that's Did you changed. guys have a, did you have, did you have to get over that hump where you realized, where you thought, I'd like to do this organically? No. Um, I had heard that advice before and... So when it came up, it's like, oh, okay, this is what it was talking about. Yeah. 
Um, there were other things that were harder to learn. Yeah. This one, I think, was was fairly easy. Okay. Um, the other one that I have, I already said this earlier, if it's a choice between spending more money on the wedding or more money on the honeymoon, mm-hmm. honeymoon every time. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, also, another honeymoon tip. Okay. Cruise is great. Yeah. You don't have to worry about finding food. You don't have to worry about driving. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about sightseeing. <laughs> Um, all you have to do is relax together. <laughs> yeah. And the sights come to you. Man, maybe we should have done that, man, because our first night at the honeymoon, we this was two months into our marriage, uh, we had to rent a car in Costa Rica. <laughs> okay. Okay. Neither of us know a lick. <laughs> a lick of Spanish. Um, and uh, we we drive to the place, which... Instead of being one mile from the airport, which is what it said it was, it was like 20 miles from the airport. And it's at 3 a.m. All right. When we rent this car. And so both of us are like bleary-eyed and a little crazy. Um, And we we rent this car. It took a while because the credit card we were paying with um, wasn't allowing any transactions out of the country. So... We had to do some more 3 a.m. calls. We were there for about an, an hour and a half, finally get the car, start driving. Turns out the resort we were staying at was on the other side of, it seemed like Costa Rica. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it took us three hours to drive there, and there are no road signs in Costa Rica. Um, and it was the curviest road you'd have ever seen. And Reagan doesn't do well with curvy roads. So, like... By the by, by the end, it's about five a.m. and I'm driving. I'm not kidding you. Five miles an hour down this road, trying to keep Reagan from throwing up. Um, and we pull up to the resort, and we almost just fell out of the car because we, it, yeah. I mean, the honeymoon was great, but yeah, maybe a cruise would have been a good idea because that was just that was stressful and and not fun. But well, now you have a reason to take a second honeymoon. I know. We we we've been trying, but. Yeah, hasn't happened yet. But all right, you got any other advice? Not on that one. Um, Angela gave me a bunch of questions that she wanted me to ask, but I think you've got some too. Okay, so, I'd like to hear some of what Angela wants to. Okay, this is from Angela. Uh, what are some big lessons you've learned? Okay, I'm just gonna list yeah, these. Yeah, throw them so, out, and then we'll pick okay. some. All right. What What are some big lessons that you've learned okay. from getting married? All right. This is all like first year of marriage stuff. I didn't know anything first year of marriage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. How does it measure up to your previous expectations about marriage? Okay, that's a good question. Yeah. What makes marriage good slash happy? Okay. Uh, Hard work. What do you love about your wife? That's a good one, too. Um, All right. And then the other one was... I don't remember if... Well, the other one was advice to give to engaged okay. couples, but I don't yeah. remember if that was mine or hers. Okay. And either anyway. Let's just do. Let's just do the one. I the one that stuck out to me was the was the one about. Um, shoot, I lost it. Second previous one. expectations. Previous expectations. Yeah. Um. Like in my head, that I, I knew that sex expectations were going to be like were is the reality was going to be different, you know, because I'd heard this. From other married couples, but I didn't understand. I didn't know it in my heart. <clears throat> so um, that was something to get used to. Uh, but um, 
Also, like, I just thought that waking, I thought waking up in the morning next to somebody was going to be really romantic. It's not, at least not for us. Okay. <laughs> because my wife is like, it takes her a full half hour to wake up. And before she wakes up, it's like talking to a, I don't even know, like a zombie or a mummy or something. So, you know, um, there's that. Those are jo- those are both pretty, like, shallow, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I thought, like, eating, I, like, I had visions, I had grand visions in my head of, like, the sun was always shining during breakfast, and the coffee was always good, and the eggs were always perfect, and we were both, it was like, it was like a, a romantic movie, you know? <clears throat> but that's, you know, that's not always the case. I think I think everybody kind of has those expectations. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. I'm sure movies don't help in that no. area. Um, my answer is not as good as that one. I, I All I said was, uh, and I kind of said this earlier, um, honestly, I don't even remember what my expectations were. Oh, yeah. It's just so much of a blur. Yeah. I, I don't even remember looking forward what I thought it would be like. Mm-hmm. So I don't really yeah. have a good response to that question, but... Um. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about. Um, well, what do you what what if you had to? This is another good question that she asked. What do you love about your wife? Um, my I asked my my grandfather that who whose wife died I guess a little over ten years ago. But I asked her. We called her Mama. I said, "What what did you love about Mama?" And his answer was, "She was a farm girl." Like, and at first I was like, "That's kind of like." I don't know, unromantic. But you got to keep in mind, first of all, they were married for like 35 years. Um, and then second of all, they lived in a totally different time period, you know, through the Great Depression and all that. And like, it came down to like just surviving almost. It was like, do you have what it takes to put the work in that's needed? Mm-hmm. Um, so it wound up, you know, I'm just, that was such an honest answer. I'm really glad that he like said that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what would you, what would you say? Um, well, I wrote down a few things. What do I love about my wife, Angela? Um, number one, I think she's hot. Nice. Uh, she is so good at taking life as it comes. I'm not very good at that. Huh. And she's really good at that. Yeah. I'm a planner. Yeah. And she's not. She's horrible at planning. (laughs) But that's actually really good for us. Right. Because it's, 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 well, it's, it's good for me. It's making me uh, a better person. Hmm. Um, we had more fights than any other subject. We've had more fights about punctuality. Okay. Because I valued it so much. Yeah. I still value it so much. Yeah. And it's not that she doesn't value it. She just, she sees the world differently. Yeah. She sees the world as as something to, uh, like, just embrace whatever happens. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not that way, but I want to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I really admire that about her. Um, part of that comes, again, from her growing up in Indonesia. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, rubber time culture. Yeah. You know, you say you'll show up to someone's house at 2. It could be any time in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and no one will accuse you of being late because yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how everything works there. That's crazy. So, I'd yeah. never, like, I didn't even really experience that much in Ethiopia. When we, because it's the same in Ethiopia, but we, 
I didn't get to experience it, you know. Well, our I time was reliant. so structured, yeah, because we were we were on a team, yeah. so it was so yeah. task based. Yeah, but, um, there wasn't a whole lot of hangout time, no. from what I remember. <clears throat> um, she's a fantastic cook. That's she's good. just naturally good at it. It's like a spiritual gift with her. Mm. So I reap a lot of benefits from that. <laughs> um, and also, she knows how to have fun. Um, and this this ties in with taking life as it comes. I, I can be so task-based that sometimes I forget just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good for me to surround myself with, with, with people who are better in that area than yeah. I am. Um, she is first on that list. I would put you on that list, too. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, I have a few answers. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I thought about was that she uh, is not dramatic. Now, she's emotional, but she's not dramatic, and there's a huge difference. Uh, and I didn't understand this difference until I got married, but um, she's not dramatic. Like, she's very um, straightforward. She communicates clearly. And, um, I mean, yeah. A, lesson, a huge lesson she taught me before we even got married was to stop lying. I was a habitual liar before we, before we, got mar- before we were together. Mm-hmm. And she she never did that. <clears throat> um, Again, was that a was that a conversation y'all had, or was it just she, she called me out on it? Okay, well, not called me out, but caught me. And I, that's I mean, it's funny now, but it was kind of, it was really hard because I, then for like almost a month or more, six weeks, I don't know what it was. It was a while, but like I would we'd be hanging out, and I would remember a lie that I had told her, just even if it wasn't just to her, like just to to the audience or, you know, the group of people we were hanging out with. If she was there, I would remember that this was a lie that she had heard and I had to, like, bring it up again and tell her that, that it was in, untrue. And I made a concerted effort to every single false thing that she may or may, that she knew about me to erase all that. Okay. Um, and that was, like, that was really hard. Um, and then from that day, I, I just stopped lying. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, she's always been... Um, she's never been dramatic. Um, and I have a tendency to be dramatic. So like, that's nice. Um, I would all, I mean, obviously she's the most attractive person I know. So that's a huge plus. Um, and, uh, what would be another good thing that I love about her? Um, She's a really good mom, um, and she's very dependable. Like, she always, you know, I can always, like, it's gotten to the point where she cooks every meal for me. I didn't ask her to do this, but she always has breakfast for me whenever I'm coming in from working out. She always has a lunch ready for me, whether I'm going to an office or whether I'm working out on the farm, and she always... Almost all, like ninety nine point nine percent cooks dinner, and it's like, and it was just so I don't know. It's very dependable. You can always depend on her. So that's what I'd say. Hmm. That's good. Um, I have before we move on. Okay. I have a better answer to previous expectations. All right. It just came to my head like five seconds ago. Wow. Um, one thing that makes marriage different than what I thought it would be, I had in my head someone who shares my hobbies. Mm. And Angela's not that way. Um, 
and I'm at peace with that, but it's not how I expected marriage to be. Oh, wow. In my yeah. head, really, even while dating, I just kind of imagined that we would find something to work on together. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what that will be will be raising a child hmm. now that now that Angela's pregnant, now that yeah. our baby could arrive, you know, literally any day now, I, know. I think that will be sort of <clears throat> the, the the common goal that we'll be looking towards. Huh. First year of marriage, and really, until now, we haven't really had that. Yeah. Other than just figuring out how to be married, that's been right. kind of a common goal. Yeah, yeah. But, but our our hobbies don't really intersect a whole lot. Mm. So that that's one that's one change. Huh. Yeah, I don't think. Reagan and I do either. I mean, I, I guess coffee. Coffee does. She likes coffee. She well, likes... you guys take that pretty seriously. So. Yeah, we do. So I guess that would be that yeah. wouldn't be true. And I both... don't. I I don't see that as a negative. Uh, but it is different. Yeah. I just kind of assumed. I think, growing up, and then also, um, during during dating phase, I just mm-hmm. kind of assumed that that there would be more shared goals. Yeah. If you were to say. Um, there was a certain lesson that you've learned from marriage. Would you just point back to that whole, the whole thing we were talking about with selfish? That would be the lesson yeah. you've learned. Yeah, that would be it. Um, and that ties in with the whole taking responsibility thing and yeah. the commitment thing that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, this, this whole marriage thing only works uh, when you're committed and when you are actively trying to put the other person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, did, did marriage help you t- adopt responsibility, or did you have that figured out already? That's a good question. Um, if I did have it figured out already, I didn't have, I didn't have a reason to put it into practice. Okay. I mean, you did. You, I mean, you had papers to write and stuff like that as t- tests to study for. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure it didn't do any harm yeah. being married. Well, I mean, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's helped in that area. I can't think of a huge shift that happened. Yeah. But I do recognize that, that so much of marriage involves mm-hmm. just kind of taking responsibility for the relationship. Yeah. yeah. I also wonder what, what is gonna, how, what's going to change when you become a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause that, that radically changed me as well. Um, how so? Well, just, uh, I mean, whether you like it or not, you have to start thinking about another person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at first I was sort of, um, reluctant to think about anybody else on my radar besides Reagan. <clears throat> and, um, you know, your time looks different. You have to all of a sudden, it's entirely structured around the baby. Like, uh, I had no clue that it was going to be to that extent. Um, especially if you want the baby to like sleep well and like keep you, you know, give you an okay sleeping time at night. You really have to structure that baby's naps for a long time. Um, so that they get a regular sleeping schedule going and like, so then, so that means your entire schedule revolves. Like I remember, for like, oh uh, goodness, six or eight months, we like everything that we did was filtered through. Can Julian get his nap in at this time? And if it if it didn't fit in with that schedule, then either Reagan and I would have to do that thing separately, or we didn't get to do it at all. 
<clears throat> and that so that so then you start having and that starts coming into play with uh, like spending time with your spouse. I mean, we're getting, and it's Julian's at the point now where he goes to sleep at nine when we go to sleep, and so uh, we don't really have any time just us two in the day. You know, even if it's just sitting in the same room together, Julian's always with us, and that's hard. And we're having and that's just happened within like two or three weeks, <clears throat> and so we we're actually. Just trying to figure that out right now. It's a lot of phases packed into nine months. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, eighteen if you count from from conception thing. until now. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, pregnancy is. I mean, I don't want to say nothing, but at least for the husband, it's nothing until the baby comes. Um, it's yeah. But yeah, so I wonder, you know, what what because I I think people t- change differently. Uh, for marriage, for me, I mean, that helped me, that made me adopt responsibility. Beforehand, I didn't, like, I would, it was it was normal for me to stay up really, really late or pull an all-nighter before my test, <clears throat> just because I had procrastinated, and it was normal for me to, and, it, and that sort of extended to all of the areas of my life, like, getting my license renewed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but after being married for two and a half years, I sort of realized that I needed, I had an responsibility to adopt and part of that was in my job like I had a really boring job where I could just slack off and nobody would know um for like two years I worked there and it took about two years for me to realize like I need to adopt the responsibility at this job and do you know the best that I can um at that job so anyways um you should we talk a little we should talk a little bit about singleness yeah I've got it. I've got it posed as a question here. Okay, let's go for it. What would you say to someone who wants to live with their significant other before getting married, uh, or thinks that marriage isn't for every relationship? Hmm. You made a very intentional choice to wait until marriage. Yeah to have sex so yeah that's not a choice that everybody makes no um i'm gonna i I guess i could there's two routes i could go with this and one route is to give like the church answer um but i think i'm gonna go with the honest answer here okay since we have no listeners (laughs) um okay to be honest i i really don't know Okay. Like, I really, I've asked this to Reagan. We've had conversations, and she's glad we waited. Um, but I really, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't have sex before married, before we were married, and I didn't do it because, I only did it because I was told not to. Right. I didn't do it because I truly wanted to, um, which I guess is a good enough reason. Um, well, I imagine once you get to the engaged point, everybody's probably that way. What way? Uh, you just kind of have to fall back on what other people have told you. Yeah. Because you're not, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a matter of reason at that point. That's true. But at the same time, you it wasn't even in me. It was never in me. Like, I never, I never truly wanted to do, you know, I, I guess it wasn't a priority or uh, a principle, I guess is the best word. It wasn't a principle of my own yeah. to wait. It was just a principle that someone else had told me that my dad said, hey, you don't, don't have sex until you get married, so I just chose to do that. 
Um, and so I've, I've often thought about, like, what is the harm? And I don't know. Are you glad looking back that you waited? Not even. Really? Not really. Okay. Um, like, I, I, I can't really see. Um, I think for our relationship, it would have broken it. Yeah. You know, so in that way, I'm glad that we didn't because we're, we're, we're married now. But because each of us had, you know, those, those principles that had been given to us since we were born as Christians, um, and we, we would have just felt so guilty that we had had sex before we got married, it would have broken us apart. I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't think we would have made it. Um, but for someone that doesn't have those principles, I don't know the answer. I don't know why they should wait until they get married. So maybe you have a better answer. I don't know. Um, I mean, I do think that uh, monogamy is less natural for some people than others. Okay. I think that's just kind of a just a fact. Okay. Um, but that's so you're, that's not you're, a reason to not yeah. be monogamous. So you're okay. So you're you're thinking more along. Polygamy versus monogamy. No, I'm just thinking just, I just in general. Okay. Not necessarily. Okay. Um, I don't think, I think for some people it's an easier choice than others. Okay. I think for some people it feels more natural than others. Right. Um, but again, I, I, I don't operate on the assumption that natural is always better. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, I do have, I do have a few thoughts. Okay. Um, one of the dangers of single life is, uh, like we talked about earlier, just kind of perpetual selfishness. Okay. Um, anybody, including single people, can overcome that. Right. But cohabiting is clinging to that selfishness by always giving yourself kind of an opportunity to get out if you decide you don't want to. Because it's Jeez, less committed. Man, that's a good answer. Um, it's it's like trying to have your cake and eat it too. Okay. And I don't know which part is the two and which part is the cake, but one of them mm. is one of them is uh, is just inherently self centered. Okay. And doesn't really care about the other person that okay. much. So yeah, man, that's good. That's a good thought because you're you're basically wanting all of the perks marriage has without the commitment. And, and also, um, I also have here, uh, if, if you're thinking, well, let's just try living together out and see if it works. Okay. I've heard people say that before. Yeah. Um, if you just try it out, it, it doesn't seem that bad when you're talking about the other person, but you're also reducing yourself to that. You're reducing yourself to someone who might not really be worth marrying. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you really want to? turn yourself into that? Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, one thing that, if we're speaking purely on pros and cons here. Right. Um, if we, if Reagan and I had lived together before we got married, um, I don't know if this is the, the if, I don't know if this is true or not, but, in, but it, I would, I maybe, I stood the chance of knowing whether I wanted to marry her or not. Because, like I said, when we went on May twentieth, twenty sixteen, I had no clue if she if if I was making the right choice. I just decided to make it anyways. Um, I just decided since I've said yes already, I might as well keep going with it, you know. And so maybe 
living together before getting married does, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to play the little bit of a devil's advocate here sure. and think, okay, so is that, would that be the case? I don't know the answer to that, but. Because you made the other decision. Right. And you'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. But you also now know what happens when you uh, make the best decision with what you know. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh, there's kind of a little bit of trusting God involved. Yeah, there is. I mean, I it was like, um, it was more like hoping that I spun the three sevens, really. <laughs> and it, there was no, for me, it wasn't trusting. I wasn't like, Lord, I'm trusting that this is the right decision. It was like, I hope this is right, man. Please let this be right. Um, and luckily it was. So, you know, um, but I, I think the best thing that you said was, you are, it is, it is inherently a selfish maneuver. Um, to leave yourself an out. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we were just living together. We weren't married. It's not a divorce. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, also, it's probably hard for some people to get married if they've seen a marriage fail. You know, like if their mom and dad aren't married anymore because, you know, they had this bad divorce. It's like, well, I don't want to do that. <clears throat> and so that's probably a humongous leap of faith. And anybody that's um, anybody that's done that, that's chosen to get married after seeing their parents fail, that, like my dad, for instance, and, like, chosen to stuck, stick it out, that's... You want to talk about a hero? There's yeah. one right there. Testament to his character. Yeah. Shake a hand. Yeah. Um, because, I, I mean, I just think about, you know, how big of a leap it was for Angela to date after never dated anybody. Imagine, imagine like putting, like dating is no commitment compared to marriage. Imagine having to commit to somebody and having never seen one work out. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not trying to like say you should live together before you get married. Um, I'm just, I'm just making a, a comment. It's I guess. just scary. Yeah. It's a scary thing. I mean, it could, it could also go the other way. I mean, if you know, the struggles you're going to go through in your married life, you might say, I don't want any part of that. That's true. I mean, I've yeah. heard people say that about uh, struggles with uh, their kids, but I imagine it's probably true of marriage also. Struggles with their kids? Uh, just different trials that they see their kids go through. Oh. And they think, like, if I had known that... Like, oh, you wouldn't have had them? They I probably wouldn't have had, wouldn't have had kids, oh, yeah. Wow. But that's not... Yeah. I mean, th that, that might be the choice that you would have made mm -hmm. if you knew that. But that doesn't make it the best choice. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that just that just reminds me of um, that movie, um, The Arrival, and how she knew oh, yeah. that her daughter was going to have this. Well, spoiler. Hey, spoiler. <laughs> we put that in the beginning. Be like, look, if you know, if you've never seen Arrival, just don't listen to the end okay. of this podcast because I don't. <laughs> all right, that'll be the opening. Sorry, people. That's all good. Um, Arrival is such a good movie. It is. Has nothing to do with marriage, just about. But you should watch it. But um, yeah. Um, the what makes it so good is you don't realize that's what the movie's about until the end. Yeah, you think it's just a sci-fi movie. Yeah, and then you realize that it's about uh, courage in the face of extreme of decisions. Yeah, just hard decisions. Yeah, and the consequences of them. Yeah, and choosing, choosing to do the hard thing anyway. It took me three times to figure it out 
plus subtitles. <laughs> plus subtitles. <laughs> um, I really am. I, I want to keep getting back to this uh, question that you just asked about the, and I kind of want to dissect that a little more. Okay, we'll have to go in just a few minutes. Okay, um, because this is because it, it, it's, it's funny that you asked that because I've actually asked that to myself several times. Okay, and I also asked Reagan, but ne- neither of us have really come up. You know, Reagan's given an answer, but it's not been good enough for me. Um, but yeah, um, on which part? On the should you should you live together before getting married? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think there are assuming that you have like something like the Bible or a Christian environment as your anchor to fall back on. There are plenty of great answers, yeah. but I'm thinking of someone who doesn't have that to fall back on. Yeah, and uh, who doesn't really put a lot of stock in that in the first yeah, place. That's true. For that person, I can't quote the Bible to them. No. If they cared about the Bible, they wouldn't be asking the question in the right, first place. Right. So Well, here what I mean, why should you not have sex before getting married? Besides the fact that the Bible says not to. Like are there and I know we should have somebody on that's that's had sex before getting married. And I'd like for them to answer that question. I mean that's I mean, that's a heck of a courageous person right there I guess but you know um, because maybe there are like maybe there are like um, reasons that they know that we don't know about because they've had they've had that experience maybe this is another podcast well we could make this a part one yeah um, I mean it's I keep coming back to the whole selfishness thing yeah it's like what kind of person do I want to be yeah. I would rather be the kind of person who could wait. Yeah. And I can only do that by waiting. Yeah, that's true. That's a good answer. I need to write that down in my book because that's an important question to me. Um, because I, and I really haven't been able to come up with a good answer because I'm, I'm, I'm one of those persons that because the Bible says so is not really good enough of an answer for me. Um, so okay. having a question, having an answer like that is good. It's like, do you want to be a man who chooses to do the hard thing anyways or not? Have you read Do Hard Things? I guess I ha- not. I haven't either. But That's a book? I, yeah, I think so. Okay. But yeah, I do want to be a man that can like accept the responsibility. And yeah, so then you run. Then I run into the problem of like, well, I wasn't a man before I got married. I was just a little boy chasing drama. So, you know, could I even, could I even tell that to myself back then? The answer is probably not. I probably, probably wouldn't have not. listened, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, I have a pretty low view of myself before I got here. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a good podcast. Yeah, I wish we keep going, but I gotta get out of here. All right, man. Too.